The Flicks Book Club. The Flicks Book Club. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Flicks Book Club. I'm Dennis Rooney. I'm here with my two buddies. Who, who are they? I'm Steve McDonald. I'm Casey Aurora. Yeah, yeah, you are. This week we watched uh, Mystic River, 2003, directed by Clint Eastwood, starring a lot of heavy hitters. We had uh, big, Sean Penn. Big guns. Big guns in this movie, dude. Yeah. Oh. Sean Penn, uh, Tim Robbins, mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon, mm-hmm. and Lawrence Fishburne. Right. Huh? Right. Emmy, the Emmy big... Rossum. Yeah. Huh? She Emmy Rossum. Yeah, she was, well, she dies like 15 minutes into the movie. But yeah, yeah, but that's spoiler, not a spoiler alert. No, that's not a spoiler. Not a spoiler alert. If you've seen the trailer, All you right, know that. So that's why'd you pick the movie? Spoiler alert: This movie's eleven years old. <laughs> I picked this movie for a couple reasons. One, I've never seen this movie. Two, we haven't really done like a long drama yet. Three, it's directed by Clint Eastwood. Right. And also, the story, the original story, uh, and the novel is based off is uh by Dennis Lehane. Lehane, yeah, Dennis Lehane. He wrote Shutter Island, which I love both the movie uh-huh. and the book. Uh-huh. He did. He wrote the screenplay for The Drop, which is overrated but still a pretty good film. And uh, yeah, so that's why I picked it. I don't remember what The Drop is, and all I thought was the movie Drop Zone with Wesley Snipes. Oh, that's it. No, that's it. Yeah, yeah. No, the drop was uh, James Gandolfini, Tom Hardy. It came out like maybe a year ago, two years ago. It was like a right. film oh, okay, about yeah, the yeah. dog is somehow like a bar murder and dogs. Yeah. I don't know. I never saw it. My buddy said that was the best film made in the last 10 years, and I said, you're an idiot. I was like, it's okay. Oh, The Drop. Yeah, the okay. Drop. Okay, I remember that Wait, movie. we saw it together. Yeah, we, we saw that together. Yeah, yes, that okay. Together. Yeah, it was okay. It was yeah. pretty good. So that's why I picked it, and let me say, stream this film. I really like this movie. It's not without its flaws, right? but I really, really like this movie. It shot great. Clint Eastwood knocked. Probably my favorite Clint Eastwood movie so far that I've seen of his. Steven? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with stream it. Okay. I we thought have a blockbuster. I thought that I hated this movie. Yeah. And then I realized that the the one time that I uh I couldn't remember so many things from this movie. Right. And then I realized that the reason why was because the last time that I saw this movie, I was very drunk. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was very drunk and I probably blacked out in the middle of it. Right. And so I just don't remember any of it. This and is so like a two, like, three drink movie. And like so that's it was it. like, and so it was like, I, I was watching the movie and I was like being delightfully surprised, even though I've already seen it. You don't need to, you need to, I'm not saying you need to pay super attention, but you got to pay attention. I'm going to say, yeah, you might need to pay super attention, right. especially because of whoever, whoever mixed this movie sound wise. Right. One of my, one of my gripes with this film. Terrible job. I had to rewind so many times and be like, what the hell did he say? Mm-hmm. So you do kind of have hey, to pay a lot of attention. Hey, hey, Tim Robbins can whisper whenever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's put it in the blockbuster. Oh, <laughs> we blockbuster. got a blockbuster. This is my first blockbuster. I watched this movie and it was, man, so good. So good. You know, it's. Like I said, I mean, I think like a couple drinks and that's it. But you can't, you can't get blackout drunk. You got to pay attention. <laughs> and it's a good. I can, I can let you know that you it's cannot. a damn good movie. You gotta even now. It's you gotta watch it. This movie but, holds up. This movie right. could have been made in 2015. It could have been be made like, this is like today. cutting stuff here. Yeah. All right. So we'll get back and then you know yeah, watch go, it. Go watch it if you haven't seen it, huh? And all right. We'll be back in a minute. All right. Tell us, Mr. Boyle, how did you get the blood in your car? Let's start with the front seat. What are you looking at him for? Gee, I think I could get that Sprite, Sean. Sure. 
Oh, I get it. You're the good cop. How about a meatball sub while you're at it? I hate your bitch, Dave. Looks like you're gonna have to wait. Yeah, but you're someone's bitch, aren't you, Sean? And we're back. Did you watch it? Did you like it? I um, bet you you did. You know, this is what happened. I watched it, and I, I watched the first... Well, okay, because well, wait, you two had both seen this movie before. Right. In some capacity. Yeah. I, I mean, not- I watched it, and I liked it then. Okay. But I watched it again, and I love it now. That's something I'll say, is that besides being a very good movie, this movie, even knowing the whole plot kind of in and out, because afterwards I'm like, what exactly uh-huh. happened in every aspect of the movie? Right. Even after knowing the, this whole movie in and out, I would watch this again yes. probably pretty soon. Right. It is a good, it's, you know. I wouldn't do that just because it's too long. Yeah. I mean, it's not a casual movie, but if you're in the mood, it's, like I've, I watch Shutter Island every six months probably. That's weird, and that's a long I, movie too. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, a, weird thing that's to do. a bit. That's a bit movie. weird. Love that movie. You just like that old lady with thinning hair, <laughs> raking leaves. Yeah, that woman's <laughs> creepy as hell. <laughs> you just watch that lady over and over and over. It's a couple great shots in that <laughs> film, but yeah, well, Mystic River. The acting, Sean Penn is amazing. You know, whatever you think about his like views as a person. Like you just for he's like Tom Cruise in some aspect. You just forget all the ridiculous things he does in real life. But when he's behind, when he the camera is on him, and uh, it, it, he's amazing. He's absolutely. So talk about the story. Tell let us know about the story. Am I wrong? Am I? I'm just gonna point this out before we get started on that. Does yeah. Sean Penn just always seem like he's never had a good time? Like in any of his movies? Not in any of his movies, but just like in his life. He just, every time I ever see him, he's got a stern face. Right. And he just seems like angry at somebody. And I mean, I know that in this movie, it's like his daughter dies and like yeah. there's all these bad things that happen. Right. But I've never seen Sean Penn be happy. He's smiling at the end. <laughs> he seems pretty, yeah, he seemed pretty happy. Yeah, but that's that kind of smile where it's like, that's that kind of smile where it's like, where it's like, yeah, I am smiling. I'm going to murder half this town and take its money. <laughs> like, that's how I felt. That's Dude. still rewarding. <laughs> All right. I will say this, though. So Sean Penn wins Best Actor that year. Tim Robbins wins Best Supporting Actor. I'd argue that they're at least on the same level, if not Tim Robbins being more important in this movie. No. Like, I don't really see how Sean Penn had, like, was considered the leading. Sean Penn loses his, his character, loses his daughter. Jimmy Markham, right? Yes. Yeah. Loses his daughter. And it's now the cops are looking after, looking to see who killed his daughter. Tim Robbins yeah. loses something much bigger than his daughter. His innocence, in film, yes. Okay? His, his innoc- childhood, his innocence, his sanity, his right. mental stability. Right, of course. And that's yeah. the first thing that happens. And he is, I'm, at least on in terms of screen time, I think he has probably just as much screen time as Sean Penn, at least. I don't know. I'm saying it's close anyway. Yeah, okay. It's close. But uh, I think Tim, I, li- I enjoyed Tim Robbins' performance more in this film than Sean Penn. I would say so. I would agree. At times, I, Sean, I, you know, the sad thing is, I'm not the guy at the table who's like, I really liked Kevin Bacon in this movie. Are you <laughs> kidding me? You? <laughs> 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 oh my god! Okay. The worst. <laughs> Please tell us why. <laughs> the only thing worse would be like, you know, the mute kid was the best <laughs> one of them. Yeah, yeah, right. the kid from no, no, the no, kid no, from no. the Sixth I, Sense, right? I loved, I, I loved every, I loved, uh, I loved both of them. I just enjoyed uh, the kind of like i i enjoyed the the cop drama of it mm-hmm. that that also had this underpinning of it where it was almost like two cops who were just like kind of sick of doing their jobs right <laughs> like like that was my favorite part about that was my favorite one of my favorite parts about the movie was just this general like sense about the cops where they were just kind of like oh god i don't want to do this anymore 
Yeah. Like there was no like most movies have that uh, most movies have that cop thing to it where it's yeah. like where it's like you know it's a hard job but like we got to do it and we're the heroes and we're going to bring home This is home more of a subtle This was just like, like god why did this guy's kid have to die now I got to talk to him again. Yeah. I, don't, I hate but this th- guy. That's what makes it so good is the fact that it's more no, realistic. No, I know. That's yeah. what I like yeah. about yeah. it, but I just yeah. liked I liked Kevin Bacon's character throughout the entire movie because of that because mm. he just seemed like this like reluctant that's cop. Wh- that's why you liked him out of everybody. That's such a weird reason to like somebody. The only reason I like Kevin Bacon is because he when the back and forth with him and Fishburne is great. Oh, it's solid. They have a really good chemistry yeah. together as cops. And though like I did though I did the first time that I saw Lawrence Fishburne come onto the screen and he's like wearing sunglasses. He's like it's his coat is not it's not like some trendy coat. It's just that the lapel gets flipped over, like mm. with wind. Right. But I just had this moment where it's like he's staring. He's like he's like saying something witty, like like smooth as hell to Kevin Bacon. The only thought that I had when he came on the screen was, "Oh, Lawrence Fishburne, being Lawrence Fishburne, oh. like yeah, mm. always a smooth cat, man. Just like, yeah. just like cool as a cucumber, smooth, looking real cool. Right. Being Lawrence Fishburne, it could have been a hundred de- face. Could have been a hundred degrees out there. You wouldn't have tell. You couldn't tell on his yeah. face. You know. Yeah, he was great. By the way, his character's name was Whitey Powers. Does did anyone did anyone look that up? <laughs> Which I think is the name in the book. Oh. And very interesting. Oh, Black that guy is hilarious. in Boston. That's why he's a detective, man. Yeah. You know how much he got picked on in Boston with a name like Whitey Powers? I was like, Black like guy that. in Boston named Whitey Powers. I stopped the movie and I had to go back. I'm like, no, 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 no. That doesn't make <laughs> sense. So so what? what's the storyline? What's the plot line? So the storyline, I, I kind of skipped over that in the intro and I apologize. But the storyline is pretty, it's pretty simple, but there's a lot of nooks and crannies to it. Right. So three young kids on the street playing hockey. One of them basically gets abducted, spends four days being molested, r- molested, mm-hmm. gets out by a priest, by a guy pretending to be a priest. We don't know. Could be I a don't priest. I don't know. I think, was a priest. I don't think yeah. they ever confirm or right. deny that. But the guy's wearing a, a cross ring mm-hmm. and the other guy just looks like a cop. Right. Because he has thing. a badge. But they're kids. Yeah. He, right. he, he's got a badge. He never says he's a cop, but he abducts this kid. They rape him for four days. Kid gets out. They grow up, and he's never been right since. Someone refers to him as damaged goods when he gets home, and that mm-hmm. kind of follows him throughout the whole film. Sure. Fast forward 23 or 28 years later, I forget which, and uh, they're all grown up, these three kids. They're still friendly, but they're not like friends, friends. you know? Yeah. Um, Jimmy and uh, Dave... Dave being the one who was abducted. They're related through marriage, but they're still like, they're just kind of... Their wives are sisters? Something like that. Right, yeah. or it's cousins. Boston, are they? Man. Everyone's yeah. related. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're cousins or sisters. I didn't pick up on That's that. That's why yeah, Celeste, no. um, Dave's wife, is always over there helping out I was out so wondering much. why. No, yeah. no, they're, they're related the because of that. I didn't know that. Case. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so Sean Penn's daughter is gets killed. Mm. And then they were trying to figure out who done it. Right. And all eyes seem to point to Dave it. Boyle being the crazy dude. Tim Robbins character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Tim Robbins character, the crazy dude who's had his childhood stripped away. Now he's damaged good. Mind you, mind you, the people. same night that they came home, that, or the same night. Oh, yeah, that, there's good the evidence same night pointing that, Yeah, like, there's good evidence pointing towards that he mm-hmm. was the one who did it. Mm-hmm. Right, of course. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a vampire now. He's a yeah. vampire. He's damaged goods. And this is, very, this is a very Boston movie, man. There's a lot I was going to point out if you if you didn't watch the movie or if you haven't seen it in a long time, not actually a vampire. That's a that's a reference to a thing. No, later. he's a vampire. 
What? <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that movie. I too. might have blacked out again uh, while watching this movie. So <laughs> if I missed that he was a vampire. Literally. That's the story. And I just want to run through real quick because this is probably the most confusing part of the movie is what happens to Katie the night that she gets killed. Yes. Katie goes out with her friends, bar hopping. Tim Robbins' uh-huh. character sees her, kind of uh-huh. gives her a nod, a hello. They both get out of there. And uh, so Katie's driving. You've seen the movie at this point. Here's the big plot hole. The spoiler of the movie is that um, Brendan Harris, who was dating Katie uh-huh. against Katie's father's will, his brother, who's mute, he's Silent Harris, he and his friend who he's always with are out that night scaring people driving by with a gun. Right. Katie sees them, crashes the car because she gets scared while driving because she sees the gun. They run over to her, not knowing who she is yet, to, but to check on her. Katie sees that it's them. The gun somehow goes off, whether it's to go off like we gotta, we don't want to get in trouble, let's finish her off, or right. it's also alluded to that Silent Harris really loves Brendan, and he knows that Brendan is going to leave for Vegas like two days from then. To marry yeah. Katie. To marry and Katie. And live with Katie. And live yeah. with Katie and be gone. So maybe that had something to do with why she got shot. She gets shot. She runs off. These guys follow her to finish the job. Finish the job. Leave her in like a ditch, you know, in the woods. Not just a the ditch. Crash, like under a gate. Under thing. no no it's in a it's in a bear exhibit of a of like a of like a zoo of an abandoned zoo of an abandoned oh there's zoo. an abandoned zoo yeah, that's no where she gets it left it's a oh. weird it's one of those moments where I was like how many abandoned zoos with like with bear enclosures are there just that hanging that around are, Boston that are easy to get into that you are easy to get into a shot girl runs into it yeah. Yeah, so, that it, well, and it doesn't even. I mean, like, like when they find her body, there is definitely like that was one thing that I had was that I was like, mm, yeah, that body looks like it was put there. Yeah, it doesn't look like it was like she was like hiding and they found her. Right. Yeah, it seems like they dumped her there. Yeah. It seems like they dumped her there, which I did have a moment where I was like, where I was like, okay, so these two thirteen-year-old kids or whatever like dumped her body there because it didn't. It just didn't seem that didn't add up to me. But that's why? just a plot hole. I yeah, don't know why. It's no that uh, they just didn't seem. They, they chase her I guess into the zoo. They chase yeah. her into the zoo. They shoot her and then they just drag her body and push it. Kind of. I don't know why. I don't know why in my head. Close. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's mostly just that it's like I, in my head. I was like, I was like, two young kids carrying a body, but they were actually like 13 or 14 years old. Yeah. 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 Also, they weren't like eight. She's like 90 pounds. Yeah. She's she's, she's like a, a light gal. She's a tiny thing. But yeah. I will say this, and it's one of my gripes of the film. A lot of really helpful coincidences in this film that make the story very good that being one of them like what are the chances now that these kids are out that night katie's out that night she happens to drive by them she's the only one to crash the gun accidentally goes off it's not should they then are dumb enough to call the cops thinking all right let's try and come out ahead of this and be like good guys and call it in you know this way right but uh you know except for they don't call it in until the morning yeah, but they said that they, they, the 911 tapes, their tapes give it away that it's them. Yeah. Because they said they want to know her name. And that's when uh, the, the, the kids, uh, that's when the cops, that's when Fishburne and Kevin Bacon, they're yeah. like, oh, wait a minute. This is not, you know, this is like a whole different thing. The 911 tape is really what cracks open the yeah, case that entire. Cracked, and neither of them listen know, conveniently listen to well, it. Well, that's until because, no, that it works well. It's not convenient. Like, they're all strategic points. Like, Well, you know, I'm saying, though, if they were, like, doing... Like yeah, that's something that wouldn't get skipped over as a cop, and if they had done it immediately, it would have cut a half hour out of this film. Oh, you know, you know I'm not I mean? gonna but, lie, but that's I think, what adds I to think Stephen's it is point. Something, I think it is something that wouldn't get done by cops. Yeah, but that's what adds to Stephen's I point. Of these are cops that are lazy. I a hundred percent think that not these detectives, man. Homicide yes. detectives. Yes. 
No. I'm sure. I'm sure there's like I, twenty I things know. that when a murder no. happens, they immediately no, no, no. do. Right. I know that there are. I know that there are conceptions within society that like homicide detectives, because we have all of these different shows that show that homicide detectives are like. It's like it's like oh yeah, they just get in there and they understand everything and they know everything. Is that it's like most people that are homicide detectives are not great. Like when you look at the way that murders are put I together, I wish a homicide detective was here. Yeah, and you were saying this to him just to see their reaction. I wish are a you, homicide the detective of, could solve your murder. The yeah. amount of no, no, the amount of cases that I've looked at recently where they got the wrong guy, they got somebody like 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 they pinned evidence on somebody, they coerce somebody into something, they don't actually have anything that adds a, up. This isn't like, about that's what like I'm your, saying. That's the majority of homicide detectives. <laughs> Every people who work for years to get to that position. Everyone. I would not. Put it past a lot. This movie is not about your feeling <laughs> well, on cops. Two, yeah. This is not what it's about. Listen, not the, these two homicide detectives. Right. We're talking about Kevin Bacon and Lawrence Fishburne. Let me, let man. Just, let's get back on track. Yeah. The whole aspect <laughs> oh, of you guys are both God. maniacs. Uh, like missing the nine on one tape. It's like a checklist, man. You go through the list of things to do. Obviously, this is something that just got overlooked. Can that happen? Sure. And it makes sense. It adds to what you had said earlier. Yeah. That made sense about the cops being. Kind of lazy, and I bet that happens and all the time. Like nine on one tapes probably help solve a see, lot. That's of what I'm so getting. Or, that. or one assumed the other one, like it's stated in the script. He's like, I <laughs> thought you listened to the nine on one tape, Steven, just getting slammed. Yeah, right like now. I thought you listened. He's like, no, I thought you listened. To, it's they're both on the same. It happens, okay? So that's what cracks the case open. Now at the same night, uh, Doyle, Jimmy, uh, I mean Tim Robbins' character is out. He gets into a scuffle with a guy, a mugger. What that he, really happened? Well, yeah, he yeah. says he, he tells says his wife he, mugger. Yeah, he tells uh, tells the cops he's hopping a fence. Right. He tells the cop. Uh, he tells a friend that he got his hand in a garbage disposal. Yeah. It's a variety of stories, and what it comes down what to is he was one? he he. He says that he slams his hand in a door jam. Right. Moving and then furniture. he moving furniture. He says right. that he hand his, in the garbage disposal. That's what he tells the cops. That's what he tells the cops earlier. Mm-hmm. And then he tells the cops he'd actually climbed a gate and he got sliced open yeah. trying yeah. to retrieve a ball. That's how his own blood got in the passenger seat of his car. Right. Yeah. But uh, then at the, what it comes down to is he'd actually found a pedophile and beat the hell out of him. Yeah, some guy and using killed a him. child prostitute. Right, yeah. and then dumped yeah. his body somewhere. And that's what it turns out. Meanwhile, Sean Penn and his goons... The Savage Brothers. They're doing their own research. They're doing their own research. A little Boston. Those two are great, too. Oh, they're fantastic. They're so yeah, like those are like... Stereotypical, the, but yeah. they really nailed it, I man. thought one of those guys was actually Doug Stanhope. I'm not, <laughs> not going <laughs> to lie to you. They actually say when they're at the bar later on in the movie, they're like, go straight. And yeah. they just start laughing like, no, dude, we're like career criminals. Yeah. We live in yeah. Boston. We wear leather jackets <laughs> all the time. We sleep through the day. Vampires illusion. And also this one line says like, I just love the night too much. The day's just for sleeping. Yeah. Oh, and that line and you're like, and that for me like is like sort of, it's a, it's an interesting thing because then you know it's coming. It's coming soon uh-huh. that Tim Robbins yeah. is going to get killed. And when Sean Penn walks in, because Sean Penn, he gets the confession from, Sean, uh, from Tim Robbins' wife says listen i think he killed katie which to me really upset me i'm like yeah what uh-huh. kind of wife Yo, is this? celeste snitches and, and initially snitches. and what yeah. kills me is that initially when tim robbins comes home saying with the mugger story mm-hmm. she's like well give me a clothes and I'll, I'll hide him i'll get rid of him and he's like yeah she's like yeah like i'm your wife I'll right do i'll stand by I'll you stand ride by or you. die but here's the thing ride with the die? mugger story <laughs> With the mugger story, yeah. why doesn't she should be like, well, you were in self, like you were self, you were in self defense, like, well, let's call the cops, right? Let's get ahead of this thing, which yeah. is like, 
no, we live in Boston. Just give me your clothes. I'll get rid of them. Yeah, we'll but, never talk about this but ever again. But there are many moments in, in, in this movie where I'm like, where I'm like, couldn't you just call the police? Okay. Yeah. Because no, but the thing is, this though is like he is guilty for beating up a pedophile and murdering him. Like that's what it comes well, down. Now he is. So yes. That's why. Yeah. But she's the one who's like, we kind of like, we don't have to go to the cops. Yeah, she doesn't press the. You cop know the thing, thing is, you know? she doesn't go 100 in terms of who she is. Like in terms of what she wants to do. Like in in one aspect, she's like, you know what? Give me your clothes. I'll get rid of them. But uh, then she ends up ratting out on her own husband. Yeah. She's also a fragile woman. Though. Yeah. Like when. So, when meanwhile, uh, yeah. Sean Penn's wife. Goes the full 100. Sean Penn's wife is a bitch. No. Class yes. act. No. Class act. A crazy power hungry no. like Roman. I will say this is that. She's one I, of my favorite characters. I got to the like they got to the end and she gives him the entire speech about like about And the she daughters. didn't really do anything in the rest of the no, movie. That's, all of a that's sudden, what I was going to say was was that I was like was that I was like I was like. I just had a moment where I was like, did I did I miss something where she was like a like power hungry, conniving, like behind the scenes lady yeah. throughout this entire movie? And it's like the two of them as like king and queen of this neighborhood. She, like, no, she never wa- not no, flexed like, her power. No, no. But like every but like, scene she was just, in, she flexed her power. She did, right. but she's not in that many scenes, yeah. and she doesn't do very I'm much. I'm not in saying them. she doesn't, but remind me, when does she do that? Like, okay, what do? like when uh, our so you know the whole issue with um you know he has to deal with Katie. I think she's still alive at this point, and he's like, oh, you know, she's not at the job. Oh, when she doesn't arrive at the uh, store that Jimmy runs, Sean Penn's character, he runs this uh, deli or what have you, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, where you know Katie's not there, and he's like, yeah, and then his wife wakes up and goes, uh, listen, you got two other daughters to worry about as well. You know, like she's always reminding him, keeping him in check. And a good yeah. queen stays in the background until it's necessary to come forward. And that's what I think makes it so good because she does that. She stays in the background except when it comes time for her to come forward and be that I'll guiding that. force. She does speak to Sean Penn like no other character dares speak to him. Right. You know right. what I mean? And in privacy. In she, privacy. She doesn't yeah. stunt on him in the in the in the It's a good ever. point. That's um, the thing. And then she comes forward when his in confidence is shaken, when his confidence is broken after he killed uh, Doyle, Tim Robbins' character, and he found out it was an accident, that he shouldn't have killed him, that it, that guy didn't end up killing his daughter. His whole confidence is shaken. And what does his wife do? Gets behind him and says, listen, you know what I told our daughters? And like that right there is huge. It's a, fuck, it's a very pivotal point because that's where, where she reminds him that you're the guy in charge. And that's, that's an incredible scene. That's a any, really good yeah, scene. It's a really solid scene. Uh, I agree. I also she's a ride or die to bitch. Change, by, the way. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, I mean, to yeah, change, we, we know that. Yeah. To change gears on it, because it was just something I was thinking about what you're talking about, like just just that scene. Mm-hmm. Does anybody else have the feeling that like this is this is one of those moments? It almost reminded me of um of uh burn after reading. Never saw burn it. after reading. I saw it. Where it's like. There's there's an element in Burn After Reading where it's like where it's like none of this matters. Yeah. And like none of this matters. And there just had this moment where I was watching it and I was like and it was like it was like Sean Penn ends up looking like this like badass gangster at the end and I'm like I almost had this moment where it was like where it was like yeah, Jimmy like 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 Jimmy who runs four blocks of Boston. <laughs> like like he runs numbers and sells stolen cigarettes out of his store. So important, Jimmy. 
from Boston. Like, I just had this moment where I was like, where it was like, yeah. he makes $200,000 a year off stolen merchandise. And it's like, you're not important. Like, you're just some guy. Yeah, but in how the many? Community, he's yeah, important. in the community. I know, but it's just that moment that's it's hilarious All right, to me. Well, here's my counter, Stephen. How many blocks you running? <laughs> <laughs> I think that kind of solves my point right there. All right, I think that kind of answers the question. I mean, he's not. I'm not saying he's running the entire city of Boston. No, no, no. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Because it, 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 it like it, it put into a certain amount of clarity into me mm -hmm. like sometimes how how hyped we like like different stories make you feel about somebody and then, right and then it's like it like brought it back to a certain centralized point in me where i was like he runs like a grocery store that sells stolen cigarettes and like used to run some like used to run some crews but didn't like it's not like he's like he's like some huge mob boss or something like that. Yeah, like no, this isn't a, departed. Where right, it's like I run this city. It's yeah. like it's just some guy. But there's several of well, those stories. Like, That's the tale of it. That's what makes it so good. It's like this small time little situation. He's also been yeah. out for like years. You know what right. I mean? Like he's not and he's still in, but he's kind of out. Like yeah. or at least that's a perceived thing. Like that's that's a power play, man. That's I don't think you understand. I don't think you understand. Yeah, I don't think you understand Jimmy Markham, bro. I don't think you understand like a small neighborhood <laughs> like that and someone like that. Yeah. This dude's sending this dude's sending five hundred dollars a month. That's to, eighty thousand uh, dollars. He sends five thousand a month to uh, Brandon Harris's Harris. family. Yeah, who uh, was Brandon Harris is dating his daughter, which uh, he didn't even know. But then he sends five hundred dollars a month, mm -hmm. and they think it's their dad, just Ray Harris, who's sending that five hundred dollars a month. It was actually Jimmy Markham who had killed Ray Harris. Yeah. And We're that's snitching on him, sending him to jail. And that's eighty grand when uh, Lawrence Fishburne does the math. Eighty yeah. grand. And that's. I mean, what is that? That's. It's not a major thing, but it's those little things that sort sort of add to who Jimmy Markham is. Yeah. As a person, and that's what makes it so interesting to watch. Guy's wearing a turtleneck with a leather jacket. Man. I mean, like, I, well, that. that <laughs> 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 I, I didn't really know how I was gonna back yeah, that yeah, one up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a specific character. I definitely had a moment where I was like, where I was like this, I, I was watching the whole movie and I was like, this movie holds up. And then he's in that final scene where he's got the leather jacket on and he's, it's like daytime. And the night before I was like, he looks bugging, he looks badass. Right. And then the next morning when he's like drunk sitting on the side of the road, he's walking away in his turtleneck and his leather coat. And I literally was just like, mm, that coat does not hold up. Like just as a coat. I think it held up. I think the coat that was, was fine. Good look, Yo, he's sitting there drinking Jack Daniels at eight in the morning. Yeah. And he's been up all night. He killed a man. Killed a dude. And then he finds I love, out. I love the idea that sitting, that somebody sitting in a leather coat on the side of the road, drinking Jack Daniels at eight in the morning is a badass to you. That's a hard, well, that's, knowing that he had killed all. someone the night no, no, before. No, I know, I know, I know. But you led with drinking Jack Daniels on the Be side of the road at 8 a.m. Yeah, because of all he did to get to that point. I know. Plus, saying, you yeah. want to talk heavy drinking. They were drinking all day with Tim Robbins getting right. liquored the up to Savage kill Savage Brothers are getting hammered. And he's like, all right, another 16 hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, he seemingly still has his wits about him. Yeah, we, I've never killed anyone during a bender. I'll tell you yeah. that much. But, uh, I have, that you know of. Right. That you know of. That scene is one of my problems with the movie. Okay. Which there are a couple problems. Those many coincidences. The sound mix is really bad. Like I said, I didn't even notice it. I really. I mean, I think that the sound mix is they they mixed this thing to be seen in a theater. Yeah, like because if you were in a theater where there's where it's like 
all you're doing is watching everything and there's yeah. no other it's not even everything is loud but it's there's nothing else happening right and it's completely silent in here you would have been able to hear every single thing and it would have been i didn't have a trouble like with any of the words i don't know the I, only do, I have bad ears too, the only though, thing i missed I, was uh that i had to go back was knowing that it was his name was whitey powers lawrence fishman yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah i'm like that that makes sense. okay but one of the problems i have is um Sometimes for like Boston neighborhood guys, they're a little too eloquent. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> when she gives them the lion speech at the end, I'm like, where did this bitch come from with their Harvard like? Wait, what, what was so complicated about the speech? Maybe not eloquent. Like it's not so much the words, but right. the way they talked about things. So Kevin Bacon and uh, Sean Penn are standing there, and they have that moment where they both kind of remember the car driving off. The last time I saw Dave was 23 right. years. Right. You know, and then yeah. Kevin Bacon says, and I thought this was way off the mark in terms of dialogue. He goes, sometimes I wonder if all three of us got in that car and all of this is just a dream. We're still 11-year-old boys locked in a cellar, imagining what our lives would be like if we escaped. I'd be like, are you kidding? Wait a minute. we all Because if Dave was there, he'd be like, <laughs> oh, did we all get in that car? Because you guys didn't get locked up for four days and get raped and have your lives ruined. Right. Okay. I like- your wife left you. Your wife left you with the baby. Don't compare that to me ruining my whole life thinking I'm a vampire. Don't even compare that. <laughs> you know what I love is is that when I was watching that, the only thought that I had, because I had the same kind of thing where it was like, this is a very well written movie. Yeah. It's just that it's also set in Boston. So I just feel like it's these moments where it's like, like he would have been like, I feel like we all got in that car. Is that if it was realistic, then Sean Penn would have looked at him and gone, queer, and just started walking away. <laughs> where it's like, that's what would have actually <laughs> Sean happened. Penn, you know what he does? I mean, he's drunk and say in the morning. He's been up for however many hours and all that. But he starts walking away and he turns around. And part of my language would be, he just throws his arm around and he goes, he says something to the effect of, yeah, I don't fucking know. Maybe. <laughs> like he really does. Essentially, yeah. He really does. I mean, he also just found out that he killed this the, the Tim wrong Robbins, guy. Tim Robbins is such a victim in this film, and so yes. is his wife, especially in that scene at the parade. She's running around. Yeah. And that's the thing. The not, last scene is not pretty, so much pretty a stellar. Flaw, not right. so much a flaw, but it really is just a tool. So Sean Penn killed Harris, and he sent him 500 bucks a month, and he went to per jail and stuff, and now his wife, his uh, daughter's dead. Tim Robbins' character, of course, that thing happened to him as a child. He's off his rocker and all that. Just yeah. Never had his, you know. Kevin Bacon's character, the only bad thing they give him is that his wife left recently with the kid, and now she calls him and doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why we see that throughout the film is for that last scene in the parade when she comes back. Right. Because yeah. then you have Celeste, Dave's wife, running around seeing all these happy families, and mm-hmm. what does she have? Nothing. Nothing. She's got a son with no father. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know what she does for work and all that. Forget money-wise. But she's looking around at all these happy families, and she realizes. You can see it on her face. Like, I am surrounded by darkness in this community. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing is what it seems, and I'm a fragile person who, like, I can't. I don't know what I'm going to do. Also, her son doesn't seem to like her. Yeah. And also, if you snitch, this is what happens. She snitched, man. She snitched. She's, you know. I was so, like... You know, uh, the, when it's I a was, moment of weakness, but still, right? You don't snitch on your man. And what's his name? Uh, Sean Penn's Are wife you start singing says Stand that by your man. Uh, no, Sean Stand Penn's wife. She said she says that in the end. She's like, "What kind of wife says that about a husband?" <laughs> <laughs> I did like that. I was like, like, "This woman is hard. This woman is hard. Hard body." I'm, I'm be honest. I don't. After her speech, I don't know who spent time in jail. <laughs> her or him? I really don't. She commits a felony just to spend the time with him. And yeah, true. <laughs> so, so tough. 
Oh, and she spent time. She spent time in the prison of her mind. Pretty much. And she's that. walking around. And uh, Celeste, Tim Robbins' wife, is walking around, looking around, going, "Wow, this is this is a rough place to be. This is a dark place." Yeah. But that's really. Is would you agree that that's really the only reason why Bacon's wife is even in this film? Like, it's just there's like four phone calls where she yeah. says nothing. No, you just see her jaw. I think that. And then she's in the last scene. I think it's to really emphasize. Uh, also, it kind of adds to the uh, to the effect of that last speech. We're, we're all well, sort of in mean, a, But it's cheap, though. For such a long movie, they could have cut some stuff and given this woman like an actual piece. Like I bet there's, I bet she plays a bigger role in the book. The movie probably had... It's two hours and what? 13 minutes? 13, no, two hours and 17 minutes. Okay. There's really... It's just hard to add that, I think, to add that in without adding length to the movie. It kind of makes it like this guy is... He's not divorced. They're still together. She took his kid and left him. Like yeah. I think that they don't have space. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know what I mean, I this think movie's great. Who am I to say what right. they should have done? But like, I I would have liked to seen a little bit more out of that character because it felt it felt hollow. That then I would have liked to have seen angle. more of Sean Penn's wife. To be honest, I would have preferred. Maybe, to but if we had seen more of her, it might have taken away from her big old speech at mm, the end. That's true. I would have liked to see more of Lawrence Fishburne's home life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's actually a gay dude. He goes back to his Asian boyfriend. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Life is really solid for him. For Whitey Powers, he's just got a really nice apartment. Yeah, for Mister and Mister Powers. I might, I might read this book, Mr. man. Mister and Mister Whitey Powers. Whitey Powers. <laughs> that makes it even funnier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, black dude named Whitey Powers married to an Asian dude. Yeah, who's named like I don't Living know. Living in Boston. <laughs> So, um, all right, let's. Uh, all I right. think that pretty much wraps it up. Yes, yeah, so. that wraps it. So up. next week's pick, uh, it's my pick. Uh, we're so yeah, we're all sticking with stream this, right? Yeah, we're all sticking. Yeah, no, one hundred percent stream yeah. this. Um, no, next, I'm changing my nah, next week's <laughs> pick. Uh, it's my pick. Uh, I'm going with RoboCop the reboot. All right, cool. I haven't seen okay. it. I haven't seen it. I'm I, okay. With I that. really, I, I'm kind of intrigued. Have you seen it, Stephen? Yeah, I have. Okay. We'll get into it next week. Well, we won't hit the blockbuster. (laughs) All right. Say goodbye, everybody. Have a good one. Oh, wait. Check out the website, man. Check out the website, the Twitter. Are we still recording? Yeah, we're still recording. Okay, great. Fantastic. Do that. Yeah, go to Professional Podcast, everybody. (laughs) Flixbookclub.com. Flixbookclub.com. Hit us up on Twitter, at Flixbookclub. Like us on Facebook. We know you're out there. We We know you're listening. All right, cool. All right, bye. Bye.